and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about FOMO, the fear of missing out. doing just fine good um it's like it's weird because there's like no remarkable weather to talk about oh it's hot as hades here oh is it it is but i wasn't gonna bring it up oh yeah it's very uncomfortable oh i apologize (laughs) that's okay (laughs) but you're still wearing your wool i am but i'm wearing a sleeveless wool dress oh and is that is that comfortable yeah, it's great. It's this. It's it's new, and it's the um, same fabric as my black dress that I wore mm-hmm. for a hundred days. So it's quite lightweight. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you um, come to acquire that dress? <clears throat> well, I was afraid I'd, I, I'm missing out on it because <laughs> <laughs> the the company Woolland Woolland that I buy. I bought my first dress on that you put that you turned me on to. Right. They have a lot of scarcity, and it's not false scarcity. It's just the stuff is made in very small batches. It's slow fashion, and when when they become available, um, they sell out quickly. And I'm on this Facebook group for people who did the hundred day or are doing the hundred day challenge, where you wear the same dress for hundred days in a row, and it's the most beautiful Facebook group. Honestly, these women. I think it's all women are um, just kind and very body positive and everyone tells each other how beautiful they look in their dresses and uh, anyway when I'm so I'm seeing them in the dresses all the time and, and right I find out when a new dress has um, become available or, or, or even a new design and then you pre-order <laughs> so, oh my gosh yeah you have to pre you don't have to pre-order this one um, I did pre-order but um, I think, but every now and then I can buy one without pre-ordering because I've bought a few. I I have six now, um, and I'm have a seventh on pre-ordered. <laughs> 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 but I feel like I'm done because I have. I, I I feel like I'm done, and I may even cancel the seventh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there is definitely a fear of missing out going on there <laughs> because. I, I mean, I love these dresses so much, and now I, I literally wear one every day, even though it's the heat of summer in St. Louis. Right. Yeah. Um, but I have bare legs, so that's something. I don't usually yeah. have bare legs. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that probably helps keep you cool. You're not wearing wool leggings. Right. I was yesterday, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny, like, how that... that FOMO pops up in that in something yeah. that you love yeah and you know and and I think it's also interesting with this in this particular situation because the concept is to really minimize your wardrobe <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true I mean that was why I got into it to wear the same dress for 100 days and right. not have to make choices but now I have six and I don't have to decide whether or not to wear a wool dress even though it's 
you know, in the upper right. 90s and humid. Uh, but I'm in the air conditioning. Well, anyway, there's no air conditioning <laughs> on right now. But anyway, uh, I, I'm just a hot, a cold person. Um, I don't have to decide. It's just a matter of which one, but it's not that many. Right. You know, so. Uh, it's it's relatively easy to pick. Right. But you're right. It is sort of paradoxical. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I'm still like on team seventh dress because i really want you to have um the days of the week embroidered on them. <laughs> where where do you envision this embroidery is it is it is it visible oh yeah oh yeah i think it should be like you know like remember laverne and shirley how she wore her l uh-huh you could do it like right there <laughs> Oh, that would take away all the decisions about what it would. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. This is my Monday dress. Right. I can't wear it. Too bad it's so hot today. I can't wear my sleeveless dress. It's Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but, and you're not unfamiliar with fear of missing out. Oh no. I mean, there there are plenty of. Um, places where that comes up for me. I think when we originally came up with this idea, it was um, when I was at a decision point with my cartooning courses, and there was the original six-month course, and then a three-month, and then another three-month. And I did the first three-month extension of it, you know, sort of the additional course, the part two or whatever. And and then I was deciding about part three, and I realized that sort of my prime motivator for wanting to do it was I didn't want to miss out on something. Mm-hmm. It you, wasn't that I wanted to do it. It was that I didn't want to miss out. And you knew the people who were going to be going on to the next class probably, right? Yeah. So you had a cohort. and Yeah. And, you, yeah, they were going to experience something that you weren't going to experience if you said no. Um, but you ultimately decided not to take it, right? Right, right. And how did you decide? Well, I I had that realization that I was being motivated more by what what I didn't want, what I was afraid of, than what I wanted. And when I paid attention to what I wanted, I realized that um, uh, as much as I loved the course, I had other things that... Uh, I needed to pay attention to Mm -hmm. and you know it took up a lot of time and and that um, the the experience that I wanted to have I could have potentially at a later date or you know there there was ways that I could could sort of get that experience in another way or get that um, education I guess I mean it wouldn't be the same but but once I realized that I didn't want to do it because I wanted to um, get the skills that I would gain by spending another three months um, doing what I was doing, then it became pretty easy to make the decision. Well, did, I wouldn't say easy, but easier. And how did you feel when you, did you have to like decline it or was it just a matter of not signing up, right? So, Oh, I had to decline it. Oh, you did. So when that when you yeah. when you declined it, how did you feel right after that? I felt relief. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like relief, like that's the right decision. And there there definitely is a ch- 
twinge and I still have a little twinge of, oh, but I wonder, you know, what I could have done if I would have continued, but it wasn't the right time, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yep. So there, there it is, like getting in touch with what's important, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I, I find so often that the thing that helps me when I, when that fear pops up is just reminding myself, there are a lot of things I'm saying no to. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, spoiler alert, it's okay. Right. And every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So, right. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, it's so easy to get caught up in that. And, yes. uh, you know, the next thing that everybody's doing or the popular thing or um, you know something like my wool dresses that if I don't do it now I might never get a chance to buy that particular dress again which isn't actually true but also I could always resell it there's a huge market for used woolen dresses right (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah I know it's crazy um yeah, so taking that step back. Well, when we started talking this afternoon, we were talking about the crazy used car market. And um, right now, how because your son is about to buy a used car, and how we both were thinking about selling our cars to take advantage of it. Um, right. Yeah, and for me, I think it makes sense because I uh, have been thinking about that I don't need, I have a cargo van or a delivery van that I don't need anymore because I'm not, deli- I'm not, schlepping stuff around like I used to. My, right. I have, I have uh, employees and people to do that. Um, so why not take advantage of uh, of that? And then I can, my husband and I can share a car for a while until I right. decide what I want to buy. Or yeah, and you're that. in a good position to be able to share a car right now. Right. So. Exactly. And then you, you just happen upon the fact that your secondary car is your least favorite car in your family is worth quite a bit of money right now yeah it's worth well um it's worth or that we were given an offer by a company that buys used cars that was five thousand dollars more what it's technically worth according to you know the uh kelly blue book or Edmonds or whatever right wow um and that made me think like hmm I wonder if we should take advantage of that in some way. But then the hard part is that we would need to replace it. We can't, I mean, we could be a single car family, but it would be a little bit complicated. Right. Yeah, it would be a hardship. And, you know, in order to make $5,000, which isn't necessarily the priority. It doesn't make, that doesn't make sense, but you could replace it, right? Right. So if we could replace it and get a newer car, because, you know, I mean, we love this car. It's a 2015. It has very low miles because we don't really drive that much. Um, and it's very comfortable. There are a lot of things that are great about it. But if we could replace it, then we could have a newer car um, that, you know, would then add, you know, six years to the life of a newer car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the equivalent and and potentially not pay that much for a new car if we had... Um, the money from selling this used one in this inflated market. Right, and you would get Apple CarPlay, probably. Yes, which (laughs) I am in love with. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
it's everything. Um, but then um, we were talking that like it's so easy to get sort of uh, wound up in the possibilities. And then right. when you're feeling like that, it can be really smart to say, take a step back and say, okay, what's important about the, what, what, are, what are my priorities here? Exactly. And are they met by going through these, selling and buying shenanigans? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and because it's like, oh, there's this really hot market right there, you know, and I, and I don't want to miss out on it. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And, and so that could be valid, right? right? Like in my case, I kind of think it makes sense for me to sell my van because I don't need it. Right. Um, but if I, but it might not make sense if I needed a similar van. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, uh, just in thinking about it, it's like, well, so really what's important to me? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense to spend $5,000 or something to get um, car play. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you, yeah. you know, um, you know, I mean, there is something to be said to have a having a car that's six years newer than the car we have. But, um, you know, it's a Honda. We could potentially drive it forever if we wanted to. Or sell it in 10 years and still get a lot of good amount of money for it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if, if it is, if it, we discussed it and it became important to more important to us, if it felt more important to us to have a couple more bells and whistles and, um, also have, a car that was, you know, six years newer than our current car, um, then it would make sense to do it now. Um, if those things are not that important, then why go to the trouble? Right. Right. It just occurred to me the same is true of real estate right now. People, somebody said to me yesterday, I was talking about how the real estate market in, in our little street is crazy high, which, yeah, yeah and um, like it is so many places. And... One of my friends said, oh, do you guys think about selling your house? I'm like, are you kidding? No way. I'm way too lazy for that. Yeah. But, but people who can do that, I have friends who have put, and clients who have put their house on the market in order to um, in order to take advantage of the market. Of course, you have to know where you're going in order to do that. Well, that's the problem. The you problem. then have to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like in, in one of my friend's cases, they're going to, her husband's about to retire, and then they're moving. So they just rented a house for oh, uh huh. But it's not even easy to do that, uh, you know, to rent a house. But yeah, it's like you have to think about the effort behind the behind it, and is it worth it for whether it's selling your car or selling your house? I mean, oh my God, I'll probably die in this house just because I don't <laughs> want to go through the effort to put it on the market. Plus, we just got new decks. We have to enjoy them for a while. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, people who can move on a dime amaze me. Like who, for whom it's not stressful. Yeah. Amaze me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But you know, every time I have one of these ideas, like, oh, this thing is happening. I wonder if we should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, what I you know the point I end up at is, hmm, that seems like too much work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And I agree with you 100%. But you have done some amazing things that to a, a normal person would look like way too much work. Like when you, you know, annexed 
a part of your yard in order to sell the, the rest of the house and keep part of the yard, and then you put a building on it. Right. I mean, that's so your idea of too much work is different from mine. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Well, but now, you know, I've become much lazier in my uh, old age. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my threshold has shifted <laughs> significantly. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> but yeah, it, it you know, but knowing that threshold is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're embarking on a big project and living in a historic district makes it very complicated Mm -hmm. a building project and um i'm really having to gear myself up to do that oh yeah absolutely but it'll be great yeah 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 i think so but but yeah it's it is it's really interesting Uh, whenever i realize that it's it's this fear motivation it's definitely worth taking a uh taking a beat and and checking in with you know what's really motivating it here and what really matters and and does that align with your values Mm -hmm. and also i would think recognizing that what's important to us changes as we age in particular i mean i'm thinking Mm -hmm. what you said about how our threshold changes about what you know what's too much work but it's also true of what's important to you like looking you know as you get i'm in my late 50s thinking about retirement it's a whole different lens to put on stuff right right so you don't just say oh i always i don't i don't just say oh i always wanted a mazda miata you know (laughs) since i was in my 20s i'm going to get one now when it's really hard to get in and out of one (laughs) (laughs) boy do i hate that car Uh, but Barry loved his Mazda Miata until it he was did. until it was unfortunately totaled. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Uh, but um, boy, I brought it back to cars, didn't I? Huh. You did. I think I have well cars done. in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like um, we're gonna be having another conversation about cars in the not too distant future. Yeah. <laughs> but we would like to hear from you, our listeners. Do you experience FOMO? What do you do when you have it? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough, on Twitter at GTG Enough. You can head over to our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, and leave a comment in the show notes. Or you can let us hear your lovely voice at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I really want you to um, sell your car so I can get that itch scratch vicariously. (laughs) There you go. It would be a two for one. Yeah, exactly.